Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. From one of the most underrated soundtracks of all time, Vision Quest. That song deployed in basically every wrestling warm-up there was. We're talking real wrestling, not the wrestling entertainment stuff. Any high school or college meet that was out there from about the mid-1980s from when that movie came out with Matthew Modine. Uh, Lunatic Fringe, Red Rider. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 134 in Edmonton. We are going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and welcome to the show, our Oilers Now headliner today. For Wilhock beef jerky, it just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. He is the new assistant general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. He had an opportunity to uh, leave and go out east and uh, in a similar role, we welcome to the show Brad Holland. Hi, Brad. How you doing? Too bad, Bob. How about you? Not bad. Uh, what's the last uh, couple of weeks been like for uh, for you and your family as uh, you dealt with uh, a look-see from another NHL organization? Well, well, first of all, Bob, thanks for having me on here today. Yeah, um, no, no, no. A long time, so I'm glad to be part of it now. Sorry, did you say you're, you're, you're a long-time listener to the show? Is that right? <laughs> that is correct, yes. You, you've got to improve your standards, let me tell you that right now. Thank you for that. <laughs> No problem. So, what's it like? Been, what's it been like for my family the last couple of weeks? It, it's been stressful, but it's, it's been very exciting. Um, anytime you get uh, interest from another club, I think it opens up you know, your eyes to what what is out there and, and what what you know could be a possibility. But in the end, my wife and I we talked about this at length. I talked about you know all the people that that are close to me, and, and I think you always have to be crazy to leave a team like this, wouldn't you? Well, I would say that uh, for me, it would be an easy decision, right? I mean, you're, you're in an organization with a brand new building with two of the best players in the world. Uh, you know, your dad is your dad's a general manager, and, and I'm wondering in the back of your mind. Uh, and, and people say, well, what are you talking about? Uh, how would this have to be something overcome? But I, I guess I, that's not always the easiest situation, is it? No, and, and that's a very good point. That was something that, that was a big factor for my wife, Stephanie, and I. We talked about it, about, you know, stepping out of Ken's shadow, about, you know, going off and doing my own thing. But, you know, I, I started with the league, with the NHL, in 2006. Um, so I've been, I've been kind of on my own ever since, you know, I started in hockey. Uh, I finished my, my playing career at Sacred Heart. I played three years of uh, NCAA hockey, had a great time. Um, when it was over, it was over. I wasn't a very good player, but I knew that, that, that I wanted to be in hockey, so I was lucky enough to join NHL.com. I was there you know, four or five years, joined hockey operations, the Maple Leafs, Goodman. So it's, it's been a long time that I've been on my own, and I was actually looking forward to, to, to learning from Ken. I don't know what the future will bring. I know that he's been in a jam a long, long time, and this was my opportunity to learn from 
one of the best general managers, at least in my lifetime. And, and I was lucky, too. I, I got to spend you know, two years with Lou Lamorello, which was an eye-opening experience in Toronto, and now I've gotten the opportunity to, to learn under Ken Holland. So I don't know how you get better tutelage than that. All right. I, now, you, you mentioned Goodman. Is, is that a law firm? Yes, a law firm in uh, in Toronto. All right, so maybe educate the listeners out there. Did you, at what point did you did you go to law school full time, or is this something you did while you were working full time? Yes, I started um, at night at Fordham. Uh, Fordham has one of the best night law programs that I could find, at least at least where where I could still work for NHL.com. So during the day, I worked um, twelve fifty one Avenue of the Americas, NHL.com. I did the video program, and actually. Bob, that was a really formative time in my career. That's when I really began to, to, to learn and to look at numbers and to use them to make better, more informed decisions. We had um, a, a dashboard, a web, a web analytics dashboard that I used to help program NHL.com. And, and you'd be surprised. Little things like bolding certain words or underlining things or, or putting it in a certain way on the website would really push up our numbers. So I, I spent, it was, became a bit of a running joke. I just lived on this web analytics platform, but it, it really did teach me about, you know, how to use data and information and statistics to, to make better informed decisions. So, so I was there, um, I think 2006 to 2010, uh, 2008, I started going to Fordham at night, um, went for two years, moved to Toronto to join uh, Colin Campbell, Mike Murphy, Hockey Operations, the Situation Room in Toronto. And I actually transferred um, as a visiting student to the U of T. And I was, I was a, a U of T day student, and then I worked at night, so I flipped it. Um, took me five, almost six years to get the degree, so I was a little bit slower than most. But honestly, it's one of the best things I ever did. It's really opened a lot of doors for me and, and given me, you know, some opportunities I don't think I would have ever had had I not done it. You mentioned the combination, you, you said you did video and you mentioned the analytics. Can NHL organizations run successfully today without having some combination of those two with uh, analytics and video? Well, I, I don't think so. I think that has to be, and, and, I, and I, this is a kind of a thing that people say now, you know, analytics is a tool, video is a tool, and that's, that's how I look at it. Uh, it's a tool that can inform your decision-making process. It's got to be a part of a larger discussion. Uh, I, I, I love spending time in the arenas, talking to people, learning. You can learn some amazing things by going to the buildings, but you can learn some amazing things by drilling down. And, 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 and really, nowadays, I don't think there's a better time to utilize video, or possibly ever, in the National Hockey League. Uh, we have some amazing partners, some amazing video um, subscription services that you know we can watch almost any game, um, any professional game in the world within a couple hours of that game being played. Obviously, the NHL is a known quantity. You can, you can go on NHL.com and watch every game, I think, almost back to the lockout. Um, we've got some great you know, some vendors that do European stuff for us, college. It, it really is a golden age for information in the scouting sphere, and we're trying now, myself, um, uh, Justin and Sean Mahi, who I work closely with, my staff, um, we're trying to integrate this into what was already being done here in Edmonton, which, you know, I learned a heck of a lot of Anderson, my boss, um, just retired. 
he taught me a ton and, and, and we're trying to build now onto that next step and continue to grow this group into the future with, with literally every tool we can possibly use. Assistant General Manager, Director of Pro Scouting for the Edmonton Oilers, Brad Holland, Bob Stauffer with you. It's interesting with this because we were having conversations on this, on you know, all the way back to the days of Oilers Lunch, which was the predecessor of this show, Oilers Now. Oilers Now has been on Ched for 11 years. Uh, Oilers Lunch, you know, way back in 2009. I, I, you know, when I did Total Sports in 1260 for the five years, I don't think we talked that much analytics. There was a guy, you know, but there's been a heavy Edmonton-based influence on this. Um, Tyler Dello is currently uh, employed by the New Jersey Devils. He was briefly here in Edmonton for a couple years. Uh, there there's a lot of guys. Uh, we, the Oilers actually had a hackathon in about 2013, 2014. A guy named Michael Parcati won that hackathon, uh, and was and I, right now, to my knowledge, I think he works for Suncor and is well compensated uh, in that role. It's kind of funny how there's even a couple guys with other NHL organizations right now that were Oilers fans. And I, I've, some of the perception that's out there, Brad, is that the Oilers have maybe ignored this a little bit in the past. Uh, you're obviously trying to work on that carrying forward here. Yeah, and I think it's, it's important to note that there, there was a lot being done uh, in this sphere long before I got here. Um, Justin Shanmahi, you mentioned Michael Parcotti. Yeah, there's, there's some vendors that they had partnered with and you know to, to varying success but this this is nothing new for the edmonton Oilers. we're we're now trying to make it you know uh, a more foundational piece than maybe it had been in the past but this is this is nothing new we, we've been looking at numbers we've been looking at trying to to, to unearth the you know the, the hidden gems or the right players uh, we wanted to to, to to say it for a long time now and, and you know I, I i love the numbers some i believe and i believe has real value but it, it's it's not everything and and that's important to know too um there's any number of ways you can spin a statistic and, and we we try not to we try to, to find you know the, the the signals and the noise and find out you know what what the best use of these numbers are but it's not everything and you have to be in the buildings and you have to be talking to people and you have to know you know the character of the people you're, you're looking to bring in or or what the right fit might be in your own locker room and i think that's another way that we we're trying to to continue to make the right decisions is you know our coaching staff has a big big piece on you know how successful players are that we bring in and and we have to talk to them we have to use their knowledge and their their skill sets to, to help us make really informed decisions. Because, I mean, when you look out there, you look at the teams that are, that are doing this really well. Carolina comes to mind, Tampa, Toronto, Boston. I mean, you know, obviously Colorado. These are the best teams in the league. They have really good players, and we're trying to beat them at their own game. So we have to utilize everything in our arsenal in order to compete successfully with, with other really smart organizations. And there are a lot of them now. Brad, sorry for interrupting. You're, you're heading up pro. Is it more relative, and we had we had Tyler right on in the first half hour, first hour of the show. Is it more relevant in pro just because there's more statistical data available than it is maybe on the amateur side? I I, mean, I think so. We we have some partners that that, that do do both that that have numbers from pro games and have numbers from amateur games. I think that it's more developed, it's more evolved um, at the pro level, and there's more there's more resources. Um, Companies are putting cameras in the buildings. They've got, you know, bio-tracking data. Things that are happening now um, just don't happen at the, at the CHL or, or the, the amateur level. So I do think, and, and also if you try and watch 
you know, on any field game, it's in high definition. The camera's in the same spot pretty much in every building. Uh, where, whereas in, in amateur, even in the American Hockey League and some European leagues, it's, 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 not, it's not nearly what it is in the NHL. So you can do the best you can with what you have, and I think that our, our staff has been doing that quite a bit. Um, but it is, it is more developed at the National Hockey League level, without a doubt. We're joined right now by Brad Holland, the new assistant GM and director of pro scouting for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Brad, it's, it's, you know, one of the questions I'm getting here, people are going to say, so Brad's Ken's son, how, do they, how much debate exists, you know, if Brad's in this role, you know, is he? Are there are there times where you disagree, you challenge, because you already mentioned that, that you have you know a great learning platform for working with Lou Lamarillo and uh, Ken Holland, two of the you know most experienced general managers in the National Hockey League. So, how does that conversation take place? You know, it's funny. It's, it's something that's evolved uh, over the course of my time here in Edmonton. I think early on in my career, I, w- I was probably a little too apt. To disagree, I think that maybe I was I was too quick to challenge and to and to question um, anybody in our organization. I, I believe that you should be questioned and challenged. But but I think that as I've kind of learned and, and I've I've grown in this role, I, I think that challenging is a good thing when it's when it's warranted. But to look to go out and looking to challenge is not not always the most helpful thing for discussion. So. There are little things that I've learned where if, if I if I disagree with a position strongly, I can. There are ways to go about it. You're not just you know yelling at each other across the table. Which you know if, if you look back when I was with um, the league uh, back in 2010 to 13, uh, Ken was on the other side. I was with the league. I was making decisions that affected his club, and we vehemently disagreed with a number of calls that were made regarding you know any team in the league, not just his. And for the most part, I was I, I stepped away from any dis- decision that, that involved the Detroit Red Wings. It was just a part of my employment. Um, but we just disagreed about many things outside of, of the Red Wings versus you know the, the National Hockey League. So I think I've learned over the course of my time, over the course of the last ten years, how to respectfully disagree. You know, I try to listen more than I talk. Especially when you have someone like Ken Holland, and, and to, to Ken's credit, um, I would say there are very few leaders that I've ever met that are better at empowering people's voices and, and, and getting the most out of out of the staff. I've been very very surprised, not surprised, but impressed, I guess, at how well Ken is able to draw out the opinions of everyone in our group and not just the, the people with the loudest voices. How many pro scouts? So you're the director of pro scouting. How many pro scouts do you currently have? Um, well, Archie, we're now left. It's myself and Chris Chahaki. Um, we are looking to build out our group. Um, we're looking to make some of the right hires in this, in this role. It's not easy. Um, this is a very important role. It's, it's, it's a role that I think can be crucial, especially when you, as, as you mentioned at the beginning, when you have two players like you know, Connor and Leon, it's now about filling around the edges and finding the complementary pieces that are going to make bring this club over, you know, over the top. My goal, my dream, is, is to win a Stanley Cup in Edmonton. I think that we're we're getting there. We're getting closer every year. If you look at the development camp this year, Tyler Wright and his staff have done an unbelievable job adding to our prospect base. Those players are starting to push up the lineup now. Um, we've, we've added some some I think good quality, not just players but people. To the, to the National Hockey League roster. So we, we're looking to grow our group. Um, we've had some turnover, um, like anything else. 
Um, and I think that as we're going forward, and then we are going to look to, to where we can to, to integrate analytics and to, to build out more of our um, um, institutional knowledge in that area as well. So this, this is an evolving thing. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a time that I'm really excited to be a part of because I think we're going to be able to do some really exciting, like really valuable things here in the next months and, and couple of years to, to set this franchise in, 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 the, in the kind of perennial win-now mode, which I, I hope we're in for a long time. Brad, I think that, uh, you know, because of the information that's out there in the NHL level, scouting the American Hockey League is important. How much of a resource... Can fellow assistant GM Keith Gretzky be? He's based. He's going to be based, I believe, in Bakersfield this year. Uh, but it gives him an opportunity being in Bakersfield at least to see the western side of the uh, American Hockey League because we've seen. Uh, you were the guy that tipped me off on Mason Marchment progressing. Uh, uh, you you actually called your shot you know, about six weeks before Marchment popped. You said this guy's close to to becoming a real player here. Um, I think we've seen some guys transition. Uh, the tough guy for Nashville, working up in their organization, was another one that worked his way up from the A. Um, is it almost as important to, to have people that are watching American Hockey League as, as much as it is the NHL? Absolutely. And in fact, that is a, an area I think we're going to really try and um, not exploit, but we're going to really try and push that avenue because. It's 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 hard now with our salary structure with the players that we have. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have when you're when you're paying players, um, you know, a lot to do their job. That means you're, you've got good players, and we have very good players. And now it's going to be our job to find you know, cost certainty to a certain extent in the bottom of our roster. And and you can't just go out and sign you know six one million dollar players every year and then you know clean them out and bring in some new ones. Like you have to to, to grow this. You know, organically, and, and and the American Hockey League, even the East Coast Hockey League, to a certain extent. I mean, if you look at some of the players that have come through there um, in recent years, most like Tanner Janot was was one that, that yeah. came through, and they did a great job identifying, putting them together. We we want to follow that model. We want to try and find these players before they pop, so that we can be adding you know really good players um, on entry level contracts, on cheaper contracts like some of the other teams in the league are currently doing. And that's that's really where the value comes, when you can identify, develop, and grow your own people. Great stuff, Brad. Uh, this won't be the last time we do this. And thank you for listening to the show. No, my pleasure. I'll, I'll, we'll definitely be back. I'll talk to you soon. All right, there you go. That is Brad Holland, the assistant GM of the Edmonton Oilers. 151 in Edmonton, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For our menu and a list, there are 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. We'll wrap up orders now with this day in orders history when we return. Let's go to Listian Oilers history for New West Travel. Here's Brendan Escott. We'll go back to 1997. Following a 59-point season, the, Andre, uh, the Oilers rather, re-signed Andre Kovalenko to a multi-year contract. Uh, the Russian winger played another season and a half with Edmonton, and then he was shipped to Philadelphia for Alexander Dagg. Wow. There's a first-round pick that didn't pan out. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, Kobe had a couple pretty good years here. Remember, he got into it with Doug Waite uh, after he got uh, the orders. It was during the 96 World Cup. It was really funny because Edmonton had just acquired his rights. Uh, tonight, 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 Reed Wilkins has inside sports. Brendan, have you got a, any clues to what Terry Reed's doing tonight? Not the foggiest. Not okay, the foggiest. well, that's sort of brutal honesty. 
uh, that I love. Um, so I'd say this reads obviously going to have a little bit of conversation around uh, what Edmonton did over the course of last last week as they head into free agency. A reminder: we'll have our three agent uh, three hour free agent frenzy show taking place on Wednesday. It'll be brought to you by On the Level Concrete Correction. They're going to lift your driveway up on the level and uh, the best pizza in the city still making a great royal pizza Stoffer a fan of the mediterranean chicken sportsnet's mark specter will join us we'll have one other special guest uh, coming on tomorrow's show we'll hit on that a little bit later horse racing alberta presenting live thoroughbred racing friday and saturday at century mile racetrack and casino parking and ambition are free for more information head to the horses.com we're going to head off to a global news and weather traffic update with eileen bell and then Angela Coquad coming up from 2 to 3, and then Jalen Knight with the 6.30 Chet Afternoons from 3 to 6. Back at you noon tomorrow. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.